You're listening to Win Workers Independent News, a diversified media enterprises production. For Win, I'm Joanne Powers. At their national convention Saturday in Toledo, Ohio, the AFL-CIO Farm Labor Organizing Committee celebrated its 50th year by launching a boycott of Reynolds Views e-cigarettes. Flock organizer Catherine Crow says their membership has been targeting Reynolds American and other tobacco companies for over a decade. We see abuses in the fields in North Carolina, South Carolina, Kentucky. Wherever there's tobacco, we see a lot of violations going on. Wage theft, child labor issues with pesticides, unfair working conditions. And when workers try to organize and speak out against those abuses, there's oftentimes retaliation because they're not protected. We've been asking Reynolds for the past 10 years that they sign an agreement with Flock that guarantees farm workers freedom of association, which would mean that farm workers could come together, negotiate with their employer, and not risk being fired for doing so. Among the other dozen resolutions passed by the Farm Workers Union were measures focused on immigration reform and fighting anti-immigrant legislation. They finished their convention with a rally and march against racism and white supremacy. We see immigration threats used to silence workers from organizing and for filing lawsuits and trying to resolve issues. We see white supremacy in groups like the KKK, neo-Nazi groups, and the alt-right. But we also see it in a lot of governmental policies that are being pushed right now, racist laws that affect us. DACA is being targeted right now, and we see that as a racist attack against our people. So we're marching against not just racist neo-Nazi groups and white supremacists, but also against racist government policies. In one of the largest back pay cases in the state's history, 150 car rental workers at Seattle-Tacoma International Airport in Washington won nearly $2 million last week in back pay from rental agencies Hertz and Thrifty after the companies failed to pay workers the minimum wage. The small city of SeaTac, where the airport is located, became the first in the nation to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour in 2013, after voters approved the measure by a razor-thin margin. The rental agencies refused to pay workers the full wage during months of legal challenges, until the state Supreme Court ruled that the minimum wage applied to workers at the airport and Port of Seattle in September of 2015. Some of the workers had been shorted as much as $30,000. Washington State Department of Labor and Industries Public Affairs Director Matthew Ehrlich. We received 157 wage complaints that workers filed, basically alleging that they didn't get paid the money that they were owed under the now $15 minimum wage. We, in negotiations, got nearly $2 million in back pay for those workers. This money will make a real difference for these workers and their families. One of our goals is to help make sure that there is an even playing field, if you will. People have a right to get paid what they've worked hard for. You've been listening to Win Workers Independent News. For more information, visit workersindependentnews.com.